the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, joined by my co-host Don Dix from Act for America and popular radio host in Southern California. Wow, stop, stop, please stop. It's great okay. to be with you, Greg, and especially uh, this week. Well, every week, but we have different reasons to be uh, privileged to ha- share this airspace this weekend. And what's that? Well, what what unfolded this week in terms of the uh, the intersection of President Trump and the rebellion that's happening in California. President Trump on Thursday recognized that rebellion, I'm sorry, Wednesday, by having a number of individuals from around Southern California, elected leaders who have directly uh, been involved in the various different cities and municipalities that are passing these, um, the opposition, if you will, to SB 54, which is the sanctuary state bill that was signed into law in October and took effect in January. Let's hear from the president. The state of California's attempts to nullify federal law have sparked a rebellion by patriotic citizens who want their families protected and their borders secured. They want border security. They want protection. That's what we're all about. We're about protection, both from international and from, frankly, people crossing a border illegally. And that rebellion continued in Corona, and you helped lead that. And that was that was another big win for Americans and the rule of law. It, it, it was. It was a 4-0 vote on behalf of a resolution that was placed onto the agenda. And they, hundreds of individuals showed up for that meeting. Uh, and we can get more into the, uh, the backstory, but hundreds of individuals showed up for that meeting about... 25 were in favor of SB 54. The vast majority were opposed to it. Half of that group was directly from Corona. They were from the community. They were people that I knew. They were people that responded to the outreach that we did. And some of them were from outside of Corona, but nonetheless still eligible to come to an open civic meeting and have their opinions heard. And it's, it's amazing and gratifying to see people standing up. And you see, you see this in, in, in war. You see this in politics where one side has the advantage. They think they can get away with anything. And they push too far. They reach too far. And this law by the Democrats, SB 54, that not only is it another one of many laws that aid and abet and seek to facilitate illegal immigration by the Democrats, but it is this one by definition applies only to criminal illegal aliens 
And for many Californians, that was a bridge too far. And they're, and they're pushing back. And I don't know what the total up, to, the total is up to now of how many cities and counties. 33. Have, 33. 33 cities and 10 counties. And that's, and that, that continues to grow. Riverside is going to be coming up and, these politicians are reacting to what their people want. No, practically no one out there in the real world, not the activists for, for, that favor illegal immigration, favors protecting illegal alien criminals. Well, apparently there is a group out there that is dis, that is uh, using their their uh, tired narrative, if you will, to protect SB fifty four. And it's couched in the typical liberal leftist progressive terms of hate, of uh, xenophobia, of people who... White supremacists, racists, yada, yada, yada. Oh, my gosh. We heard it all on Thursday night. I'm sorry. Wednesday night. This week is just in a blur. We heard it all on Wednesday night from the left. Um, But... Let's uh, let's dig further into the president's meeting because that kind of really set the stage for what unfolded on Thursday, on Wednesday night in the city of Corona, and for a lot of the others. Yeah, he was meeting with various uh, officials and elected leaders from Southern California. Yes, uh, about this rebellion and uh, rallying them and encouraging them to continue what they're doing. Absolutely. And right to his left, to the camera's right, was none other than Melissa, Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez, who had the opportunity to be a part of this group. She was brought back because she's an outspoken member of the Assembly um, here in California on a variety of issues. And someone, I think, that really has the opportunity to continue public service and other offices as she gets termed out. So it's great to see her getting that kind of attention. So here's Melissa Melendez, who sat to the left, got introduced by the uh, president. Here she is commenting on uh, everything that was unfolding. I just want to start off by saying um, on behalf of everyone here, thank you for inviting us. There are more people in California, I think, than you know, who supports what you're doing, um, who, who believe in your agenda in securing our borders. Everywhere in between from San Francisco to Los Angeles, you have millions of people who want to see that our borders are secure and that our neighborhoods are safe. So we want to thank you thank for you. what you're doing. Um, I have been in office in California for five years now. And it's interesting to me that you've been office for a year, yeah, almost? 17, Seven, yeah, 17 months. So, um, 17 years would be nice. You, <laughs> you, but you have invited us here to talk about this issue. I've been in office in California for five years. Not once has Governor Brown invited any Republican to discuss this issue in California. And it is a crisis. That's the point we're at in California. It's a crisis. So for, for me and my constituents, and those are Democrats and Republicans and independents alike, because I get emails from all of them, they don't want to see another Kate Steinle. That's what I hear every single week. They don't want to see another Kate Steinle. So when my husband and I talk about this issue, we have 37 years of service between the two of us. We both served in the Navy. That's where we met. Um, we know a lot about what it takes to protect our way of life. Uh, what it means to protect other people, but we want to make sure that that our citizens are protected. And I think um, the resistance that started in the Democrat Party 
This is your Republican resistance right here against what they're doing in California. And beyond Republican. I mean, this has really become a Democrat issue, a Republican issue. I think a lot of the Democrat politicians don't understand what's going on because it's actually good politically. People want safety. This is your resistance right here, as she points to the mayors, the supervisors, the other elected officials that are sitting around the table who have really uh, come out strongly in opposition. And this is really, to a large degree, it's about optics, but it's the way that this is coming together that is making the entire narrative of the left come under the magnifying glass because when you when you talked earlier about too far part of that too far is that the democrats really have no solution this entire senate bill 54 has only one purpose and that is to poke a finger in the eye of donald trump who has come out strong in terms of the opposition to illegal immigration and trying to resolve that In his effort to resolve that, the state of California pushed back by signing into law a bill that puts our communities directly at risk. It's a public safety matter. This is not about illegal immigrants, even otherwise what I'll call otherwise law-abiding illegal immigrants. When I, who aren't look, committing, look up the term oxymoron, please. Yeah, but uh, what I'm talking about is, yes, they broke the law coming here. Yes, they may have broken the law and probably did to get their papers. But otherwise, they're not they're not DUI driving in the neighborhoods. They're not interested in in uh, robbing other people. But there is a class of illegal immigrants that come here for the purpose of mayhem. They come here for the purpose of being a part of the criminal enterprise system in our country and in our state. And it's, we're right to want to eradicate that portion because they put us driving on the freeway at risk. They put us living in our homes at risk. They put us in our communities at risk to our bodily to, to bodily harm. That group of people is who is protected by SB fifty four. Absolutely, and um, we're gonna actually going to hear in our next segment from Sarah Sanders discussing the subject of. Uh criminal illegal aliens and that's a clip not to be missed after this word from ed hoffman of wholesale capital corporation the place to go for your real estate lending needs both residential and commercial back after this hey larry elder here now if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start call my friend ed hoffman at wholesale capital corporation rates are great right now and from what ed tells me There are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now's the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. This 
This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program. Rebellion is the topic, specifically citizens around Southern California rebelling against Jerry Brown, Kevin Leon, and SB 54, the state sanctuary law that was passed in October, signed into law in January, and is a bridge too far, as you pointed out in the last segment. The, the Democrats in Sacramento have pushed it too far, and the flashpoint for the rebellion has been SB 54, a law that damages public safety, a law that releases illegal criminal, illegal alien criminals back into our communities rather than turning them over to ICE, protects these low-level thugs from going back to, from being, you know, taken back home where they belong. And uh, President Trump gave us an example in one of his, in one, uh, in his meeting with California officials opposed to SB 54, was a man who was released on some charge and then within a few weeks committed a murder. So when you're dealing with criminals, even if they haven't committed a murder, a rape, really serious offenses, it doesn't mean that they won't. Right. They're criminals. Yep. By definition, they're doing bad things. And even if they're just limited to a burglar, why would you want to have more burglars back out on the street? I mean, are there some homes that American burglars won't burgle? But actually, and this came up in another way this this week, is when President Trump referred to, uh, he said, some immigrant, illegal immigrants are animals. And the media ran with that. Aha, he's calling illegal immigrants animals. Right. Sarah Sanders addressed that subject. I just want to ask you, because so many people in the country have been talking about it in the last 24 hours, what did the president mean when he said that some immigrants are not people, they're animals? Uh, the president was very clearly referring to MS-13 gang members who enter the country illegally and whose deportations are hamstrung by our laws. Uh, this is one of the most vicious and deadly gangs that operates by the motto of rape, control, and kill. If the media and liberals want to defend MS-13, they're more than welcome. Welcome to. Uh, frankly, I don't think the term that the president used was strong enough. MS-13 has done heinous acts. Uh, it took an animal to stab a man a hundred times and decapitate him and rip his heart out. It took an animal to beat a woman. They were sex trafficking with a bat 28 times, indenting part of her body. And it took an animal to kidnap, drug, and rape a 14-year-old Houston girl. Frankly, I think that the term animal doesn't go far enough. And I think that the president should continue to use his platform and everything he can do under the law to stop these types of horrible, horrible, disgusting people. Well done, Sarah Sanders. Well done. Absolutely. I, I know you have, you have a secret... Uh She's your secret. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's her delivery. I don't know if it's the smoky eyeshadow. But there is something that is so attractive about a woman that fillets the press like this over an uh, over a narrative that has been advanced far too many times, far too many times successfully. And I think what's attractive about this is that what we're seeing is that narrative is coming apart at the, with uh, the wheels are coming off the narrative. We're seeing it come off the narrative. Uh, the wheels come off the narrative in community meetings around this state as the proponents and defenders of SB 54 take more radical and increasingly more uh, 
extreme approaches to defend SB 54, which is ultimately they, they're trying to put SB 54 and include it as if it's a law that protects uh, just immigrants. This is this is what all of these people stood up and talked about in Corona was immigrants. I'm an immigrant. You're you're defend you're defaming me as an immigrant. I came here to this country looking for a better life. And and all you people here are essentially hating on immigrants and hating on illegal immigrants who just come here for a better life. No guys. Just like Sarah Sanders did a moment ago. She got to the root of the major issue on this particular item which is criminal illegal aliens. I wasn't able to go to your uh, to the corona meeting, uh, but I've been to other other ones of these and it's absolutely apparent that the people speaking in favor of SB 54 oppose enforcing America's immigration laws anytime, anywhere against anyone. They want open borders and unlimited immigration. And whether that's just for economic reasons or I know there's an ele- there's an element of the illegal immigrant population and the activists that are seeking to take over the American Southwest on behalf of Mexico? Is it for economic, political reasons? The Democrats know this is a long-run strategy to stack the voting deck in their favor. But whatever it is, it's not in the interest of, Amer- of the American people and American workers and American taxpayers. They're all pursuing their own selfish interests. And they try to intimidate people on our side. You're a racist. You're a white supremacist. You hate us. But that's not working nope. nearly as well anymore. Nope. It's, and it's not working in part because finally the silent majority is silent no more. We're waking up. People are getting out of the stands. They're getting onto the playing field. They're strapping on the uniform, whether they're strapping on a Trump flag or they're strapping on the Constitution or they're strapping on we support the blue. Whatever it is they're strapping on, whatever color it is, they're finally getting engaged. And that's what's so uh, inspiring about what we see happening uh, is that, A, the president recognized it on Wednesday by having these leaders back. B, every one of these meetings at every one of these cities is growing. Uh, We're growing in our ability to deliver the message. We're growing in our ability to defeat the narrative. We're growing in our ability to use one win on top of another win. And the optics of this, when you talk about just in the beginning of this process, 33 cities and 10 counties, it's, it's huge. It's it's a lot. It looks big on paper. It does, and I I put out a bunch of social media posts after the after this uh, Corona four zero and touting the win because you you want the sense that this is a movement. Get involved in it. That uh, to any po- any politicians, this is a this is this is our own patriot wave, and you better be on the right side of it. Yep. Because most politicians you can count on doing what they perceive to be in their interest at the moment. And there was one politician at the city of Corona that got on the wrong side of that wave. We're going to talk about him and share the audio of him literally walking off the dais because he didn't think this was an appropriate item to be on the agenda in Corona. And his message really sort of epitomizes how there's certain people in, 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 in leadership, certain elected officials that don't get what's really happening 
surrounding this issue. We'll be back after this message from our sponsor for this half hour. Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation and host of the main event, which airs every weekend here on AM590, The Answer. I'm proud to be a part of the effort to make America great again, not just by supporting this station and conservative movement, but also by helping people achieve the American dream of homeownership. Whether you're looking to achieve that dream and you need financing, or you already own a home and you're considering refinancing your mortgage in order to lower your payment, shorten your term, or pay off high interest debt, or if you're over 62 and want to look into that great financing tool known as a reverse mortgage, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll free day or night, 855-640-2020. I'll give you all your options, answer all your questions, and walk you through the process. And don't forget to listen to my show, The Main Event. Saturdays at 10 a.m. and 9 p.m. Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747 and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB number 096199. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And as we tease right before this segment, one of the city councilmen of Corona was making a preliminary statement before the agenda item was being to be heard in public comment. And he took that opportunity to share his feelings about this item being on the agenda. And here's how it went. I just want to say a couple things. First, I wanted to apologize for having this issue on the agenda for tonight. There's many misunderstandings about about this. First, the city of Corona has never declared itself a sanctuary city. Second, we're privileged. Can I talk, please? Second, we're privileged to have one of the finest, if not the finest, police forces in the state. Our officers have never denied assistance to any federal agency. I'm upset that we have this issue before the council when we as a community have many more pressing issues to deal with rather than political grandstanding. And some of you are proving that point exactly. So, so many of you are from within the city and many are not. And I'm afraid some of you will say things that you will not be able to take back. We have friends that are on both sides of this issue. So I want you to think hard before you say some things that you can't take back. I fully support our police department having a policy supporting federal law. And if you read SB 54, it involves counties, as our attorney said, that have a jail and how they release felons. If we take a vote and follow other cities like Sheep to oppose SB 54 and join the lawsuit, what will be the result? You need to step down. Okay. I think many of you have proved my point. Many of you have proved my point, so I will go ahead and leave. And off Councilman Eugene Montanez went into the sunset and public comment unfolded from there. 
Now, this really does, Greg, in analyzing this, this really does bring up a couple of issues. First of all, the idea that SB 54 does not impact a city that doesn't have a jail, per se. And that argument can be completely unwound with the fact that where did these released felons and illegal criminals go? Do they just disappear into the uh, atmosphere? No, they go someplace. Where do they go? They go back into the communities. The city of Corona could be one of those communities. So it completely ignores the fact that there is this potential uh, public safety risk for the city of Corona. This is, and and the other thing, this is one meeting out of what is it, 24 meetings that the city council has in this format. One meeting devoted to an issue that's polling at 75%. 75% of the people in that city care about illegal immigration and the impact it's having on the community. So he's ignoring that reality. Following other cities like sheep off a cliff, I mean, he's completely misunderstanding this movement. And that shows a very uh, sheltered, view on what's really unfolding in this country and in this state and to say that the city of corona does not have a place in this conversation shows a very naive and myopic view on this issue what that means is they have no argument they can't defend protecting criminal illegal aliens so you have to talk about something else now he wasn't calling people racist the people in the audience were but it's well it's not important let's not talk about it so it's trying to divert the issue because he can't defend SB 54 on the merits. That's right. And the fact that most of these people coming from outside the community, you know what? So what? The developers who come in that they hear every cycle, every city council meeting come from outside the community. Those developers that are that are putting these stack and pack developments into Corona, they come from outside the community. So his idea of you know not hearing from those, 50% of the people there were from Corona. It was an amazing meeting. We won 4-0. We'll be back with more of this conversation after the break. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the program for the most important political office in the entire country, that of private citizens. And we saw hundreds of private citizens at the Corona City Council meeting on Wednesday, and that's being duplicated all across the country. And it's so important, too, is that... Having I mean, people, all across the state. Sorry, when people show up at these at these meetings, it's I mean, it's, it's, these are not preordained matters. And the people on the on the council, they're politicians. Their their fingers are in the wind for the most part. And so when it, you know that the illegals and their supporters are going to show up, just so to have Americans and patriots show up that want to enforce America's immigration laws and want to protect Americans from criminal illegal aliens. That's that's so important. And I know you led a. You really led that effort in Corona and did a great job with it, too. It was a team effort. We've talked about the Center for Self-Governance, where we're learning how to reclaim our political power. So there was an inside game and an outside game, and it worked. And President Trump is recognizing that it's working because he talked about uh, how, you know, cities across California are rebelling we're literally rebelling against SB 54 in this long train of abuses. And, you know, some people are calling it a revolt. It is. And people are saying that you're revolting, Don. Wait, you want to you want to rephrase that? Sorry, you're, you're rebelling. <laughs> 
I'm revolting, am I, Greg? Thank you. Um, I've been told I have a great face for radio. Yes. If you, if you would just shave and brush and comb your hair, you'd be much less so. I'd be less revolting. Yes. Interesting. Well, yeah, they are revolting. We are revolting. And uh, we are rebelling. And however you want to phrase it, thank you very much. But it's happening. Now, uh, in a related topic... The immigration topic, there's a matter unfolding in Washington, D.C. right now that's really important because there are uh, elected congressmen in Washington, D.C. who are attempting to use a procedure to advance DACA, amnesty. Uh, DACA and amnesty on into a vote on the House floor. Right. How, tell us how, a little bit about how that's coming about. Normally, the leadership of the House controls what, in this case, the Speaker Ryan uh, controls what comes up when it comes up. But the rules allow if 218 members, which would be a majority, sign what's called a discharge petition, then they can bring a bill to the floor even if the Speaker doesn't want it to be brought up. So we know that all of the Democrats, just like in Sacramento, all the Democrats are in favor of amnesty and illegal immigration. So they only need 25 pro-amnesty, pro-cheap labor Republicans to support that, and they can bring the bill to the floor. And they're getting very close to getting the requisite number of 25 Republicans. Interesting. That means we have 248 Republicans in the House of Representatives, 192 Democrats in the House of Representatives right now. I read 193. The number I read is 25. So whether it's 25 or 26 or whatever it is, you you only need a small number of the Republicans to actually go on the line. And this is current as of 2016, so your number is probably better. Right. So there's probably um, a lot more of Republicans that would actually like to pass amnesty, but they're afraid to do it. In fact, there was just an article this past week that there were Republicans pushing this, including Californians uh, Jeff Denham, David Valdayo, if that's the right pronunciation, and Stephen Knight. Are, uh, they want to wait until after the, all the primaries are over, and they're all secured in their nominations before going ahead and pushing this amnesty. Well, that would be politically astute. But what's interesting is well, somehow this stupid. is well, yeah. Though it's politic, that's astute of you to observe. That is what I meant. Oh. Thank you. I'm revolting, and you're astute. You see where we're going here? We need more astute. I'm giving you compliments, and you're ripping me apart. No. Um, so, so it's politically astute to notice this because. If they do it before the primary, it seems like that's a really stupid thing to do politically. I mean, if you have a contested primary, then absolutely. Right. And people, your, your, your opponent says, hey, look, this guy is supporting amnesty, which is very strong. It's, it's one of the strongest issues for Republican based voters. In fact, McCarthy, who wants to be the speaker, says this is this is the way to lose in, in November. It's, it's going to demotivate our voters. If we go out and pass and pass amnesty, well, not only that, it seems to be tactically naive. Because to me, the DACA issue is the only leverage that Republicans have in Congress in order to get their other items regarding immigration, chain migration, the lotto system, the actual number of immigrants, tweaks to the HB one and two visa systems. The only way, and and, and and border security, the only leverage they have is the DACA issue otherwise what 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 willingness do democrats have to cross over and support anything 
from the immigration platform. Well, they won't. And the, the Democrats understand the political importance of immigration, that it's one of the primary ways in which they're making going to make, try to make all of America like California is politically governed by far left Democrats. There is so, that. So the, so the Democrats, you will never, ever, 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 ever pass a law that helps American workers and American taxpayers and in any way reduces legal or illegal immigration. They will never do it. Right. So you're never gonna you're never gonna get a law passed on this. So what you what you have is Republicans, for whatever reason, they, they some of them think I think that this is somehow gonna help them. That they're that they're that they're gonna by by passing a DACA amnesty, the voters will like them more. Republicans will only lose votes if they pass any kind of amnesty because it alienates their own voters. But any voter who favors amnesty, and, that, and, and then for, that, and for, him, for him or her is a deciding factor in their vote, will never vote for a Republican. I have a question for you. So they need five more Republicans. They've got 20. They need five more in order to get this, uh, quote-unquote, amnesty passed through this discharge position so it can come to the floor for a vote. There's 248 Republicans there or thereabouts. So if we lo- if you lose 25 of them, that knocks your number down. Don't they need, in order to do this, don't they need a majority of Republicans uh, in order to, um, no, they need a majority of the House in order to, in order to pass something, but then it still goes to the Senate, right? It was, it was still right. It would still go to the Senate. So all they, all they need is a majority of all the Democrats and, according to what I read, 25 Republicans, and we to, already have. They already have twenty, so right. they need five more to right. get their majority to get this onto a floor vote. And then theoretically, they they would have enough then to pass something off the House floor into the Senate that would be immigr- that would be uh, amnesty related. Right now, there they they do not have a discharge petition procedure in the Senate. So as long so the Senate Majority Leader could bring it up for a vote or not bring it up. You remember earlier they they spent a week debating various amnesty bills in the Senate and couldn't pass any of them, although 54 senators, including a fair number of Republicans, actually voted to give amnesty to future illegal immigrants. And this is kind of, ama- this is kind of amazing to me is that in two, in two respects. One is that the primary goal of many of these Republicans is what is good for the illegal immigrant. It's, ne- it's not the goal is, let's stop illegal immigration. The, the primary goal is, let's get DACA amnesty. And let's, the second is they do not get the political ramifications of immigration. 80% of legal and illegal immigrants and their children and grandchildren vote Democrat. And they utterly do, they utterly are seeming capable of grasping that political significance. Because if it was the reverse... There would already be a 200-foot-high wall on the entire U.S.-Mexican border, followed by a moat, a minefield, and another wall. And Nancy Pelosi, Jerry Brown, Barack Obama, and crew would take turns guarding the wall if, the, if that number was reversed. Exactly right. Great example. If, if the people coming across the border, you're saying, voted conservative, voted Republican, or at least didn't vote Democratic, they would want to keep those people out with every fiber in their body. Absolutely. Yep. So that's what's going on in Congress. So you need to talk to these people. Well, okay. Call to action. Jeff Denham, David Valdayo here in California. Call them. Tweet them. And you can call the Capitol Hill switchboard and 
Burn up the phone lines. Absolutely, because they need to know that this is just un- this this is going to cost them big time if they support amnesty. A- absolutely, you got to call these people. You got to do a, a a a phone version of what we did in Corona this week. One other aspect of this is doesn't get talked about a lot is if you pass a DACA amnesty that includes people more than they've already have applied for Obama's DACA amnesty program, what it does is it effectively ends any interior enforcement of immigration laws as every illegal immigrant claims doc, claims the amnesty, has forged documents to support it, and the pro-Democrat bureaucracy will rubber stamp these applications to pad democrat voting rolls so it's not just whatever number they give you it's not going to be three million it's going to be four five six seven eight nine ten million as you have mass immigration fraud taking advantage of any kind of daca amnesty exactly right that immigration issue big it's a big deal it is uh sweeping across california because of the uh, overreach by democrats in sacramento on the sb54 issue we're seeing uh, an overreach now uh, in congress um so make sure you keep track you can keep this 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 sb54 issue is going to be coming to other cities so keep track of of it through uh, a variety of different places a lot of this is showing up on facebook when we return After a break from our sponsor, the wheels may be coming off the Mueller investigation. We'll talk about that and anything else that we can get to here on the Unite Inland Empire radio show. After this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. Wow. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Our famous uh, Justice Brandeis, who we like to quote so much, uh, so often, also said, if we desire respect for the law, we must first make the law respectable. And what we've seen gone on in the swamp in what I see as an attempted coup against the duly elected president of the United States by the corrupt and politicized federal law enforcement agencies uh, is anything but respect for the law or making the law respectable. Where Hillary Clinton is given a pass for her clear and obvious violations of law and they write the exoneration memo before they even conduct the Investigation. They give out immunities. They let her. They let. They destroy devices. They let her uh, assistant destroy the, the her laptop. Just staggering things that went on in that investigation. Versus this investigation of Donald Trump, based on nothing. In fact, we learned more this week. It's more. It's more than based on nothing. It's based on a scam and setup and entrapment. 
and this is probably the biggest news of the, this is probably the biggest news of the week is that the FBI had a paid spy, at least one, inside Donald Trump's campaign. Then the spy tells this no this, this flunky George Papadopoulos that the Russians have Hillary's emails. Another one of their operatives invites this guy over to England to give a speech and, and write a paper. I'm going to pay him to do that. Then they take him out to the bar, and they ask him about this, and he repeats this information. And the British, the Australian ambassador just happens to be present during this. And he's, an, he's a Hillary Clinton supporter who then tells the FBI, oh, there's this Trump official in London talking about uh, the Russians having Hillary's emails. And the only reason he knew had that information is the FBI spy told him that. Then from that, the FBI launches its counterintelligence investigation against the Donald Trump campaign. It is that dirty. It is that corrupt. It, that, the swamp is that fetid. And I, I think people have not, gra- have not fully grasped the significance of this. That when the law enforcement and intelligence agencies of the country, as powerful as they are, who can come kick down your door, who can come seize your computer. Didn't they kick put, down Paul Manafort's door? Didn't they, they, did. didn't they seize his computer? They, you know, they, they roused him and his wife at gunpoint out, out, when they were out sleeping. Of, when they were sleeping. Yes. We, and we know, and Violated attorney-client privilege with Donald Trump's attorney, raiding his office, raiding his home, raiding his motel room. Right, and then they, then they leak... Somehow, the information, the documents that they got from his, his, his lawyer were leaked to Stormy Daniels' porn lawyer. Yep. You know how dirty the whole system is. And when the system is, when the, when the, when the government, when the law enforcement and intelligence agents are that corrupt, it is a threat to the republic. ISIS may kill a bunch of Americans if they launch a successful terrorist attack. Al-Qaeda did on 9-11. The Russian spies or Chinese spies may get information. They may, you know, the Chinese hacked the Office of Personnel Management and got the records on millions of federal workers. But those agencies, those terrorist groups, do not threaten the republic. Corrupt and politicized FBI, Department of Injustice, CIA, NSA, these agencies can threaten the republic. We have been long awaiting Inspector General from the Department of Justice's Michael Horowitz report on everything that has been going on from the Hillary Clinton investigation to uh, background on the Mueller investigation, what unfolded after the president was elected during the transition period, and even after he was inaugurated, everything that was done by uh, these upper levels of leadership in the FBI and the Department of Justice. Multiple, multiple reports now suggest that this will be made public by the end of May. And it was revealed this week that the Inspector General's highly anticipated report was submitted for review. Those invited to review the report were told that they would have to sign non-disclosure agreements in order to read it. So a, li- so a prompt link to the media, of course. Yes, And they're expected to have a few days to craft a response to any criticisms in the report, which will then be incorporated into the final version to be released in the coming weeks. But as we all know, Washington leaks like a sieve. And this report had leaks. And what we're learning now is that the inspector general may be citing 
that the FBI and the Department of Justice officials broke the law in their handling of the Hillary Clinton email investigation. Now, investigative reporter Paul Sperry said Thursday that the Department of Justice Inspector General Michael Horowitz has found reasonable grounds for believing that there has been a violation and I would I would probably believe that there's been more than one violation of federal criminal law in the FBI DOJ's handling of the criminal of the Clinton invest the criminal investigation of Hillary Clinton, adding that the top watchdog official has referred his findings of potential criminal misconduct to Huber for possible criminal prosecution. This is a big deal. We've been waiting for this for a while, but finally we're going to get the uh, this largely anticipated report so that we can finally see what was really going on within these two organizations that are supposed to be blind as far as justice goes. Yeah, and anything and it's anything but the the and we're just really scratching the surface of the level of corruption and misfeasance and politicization of what should be neutral, blind law enforcement agencies that treat everyone equally regardless of your political affiliation and it was anything but. We have the unmasking of of Trump of Trump campaign officials to spy on their conversations. We have the you get a, a FISA court warrants based on lies, based on the Hillary Clinton paid for dossier of supposed Russian intelligence. So yeah, the, the only collusion going on was with the Hillary Clinton campaign on the Russians to get Russian disinformation to use with the, to include with the FBI and Department of Injustice to spy on Donald Trump and his campaign. And it's, it, it is... I, before all this, you know, a year ago, I wouldn't have. A, yeah, I, I, I'm a skeptical of government, but I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have imagined, in my worst dreams, my worst nightmares, that the government at this point could be this. These agencies could be this corrupt, this politicized. It is pretty incredible, and I'm sure that there's much more to come on this. We have a, a couple of other uh, interesting developments this week that we'll get into in our last segment here on the United IE Radio Show as we continue after a word from our sponsor. All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio program, the show for the most important political office. Some good news for the White House. Not only did they get Mike Pompeo approved as Secretary of State a couple weeks ago, and that has already proven to be a most productive appointment, but to replace him, President Trump nominated uh, as the CIA director, uh, Gina Haspel, and she got the nod this week, Thursday, as the Senate approved her with a vote of 54 to 45. So now, well, you, Don, you, you, you have an attraction for Sarah Sanders, but you know, if, if I were single, yes. I would, I, you know, I'd, I'd ask, well, see what Gina is doing. 
Right, and then you take you take her out and yeah, you go maybe, to a bar and yeah, we, 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 we can go capture some uh, Islamic terrorists and uh, waterboard them. And what would you offer her? Uh, the, she definitely can have the first pour. <laughs> that. <laughs> All right. I think we this show is officially going off the rails here. Um, yeah, this is good news for the Trump administration, because I think that what we have here is an eminently qualified individual for this position who has been demonized by the, the, the left who wanted to say this is this is the queen of waterboarding. Right. And which, by the way, at the time was a pol- was a policy that uh, the Democrats in Congress, including Nancy Pelosi, who was then the minority leader on the Intelligence Committee, was fully aware of what was doing. And then down the road, they uh, turned when they saw the political winds change. They hung the CIA and its operatives out to dry when they knew full well what was going on and supported what was going on. And yeah. and it's also been well documented that information obtained from waterboarding terrorists. And by the way, waterboarding is something that we put some of our special forces All. and pilot. They go through this as preparation in case they're ever captured. Exactly. So you see that it's torture. Which is kind of silly because if, if they capture our people, they don't waterboard them. They cut their heads off. So I don't know how waterboarding pre- pre- prepares you for torture. But you may, but they may, they may torture you before Killing, killing you, and there's always. But I don't think they're going to border. I mean, their version are, of torture is right. There are, there are limits and training of how much you can do with torture. So they try to get as close as they can to help help prepare our guys in case they are captured. But information obtained from waterboarding these terrorist leaders was essential in leading to capture or killing Osama bin Laden. Well, exactly. We found out the name of the courier and who he was that was uh, transferring files between Osama bin Laden and the troops at large. The other good piece of uh, news, the uh, Trump administration um, completed their promise to move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem in Israel. So that officially recognizes Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. And that's another great story, just quickly here, is that the bureaucracy presented Trump with a proposal it's going to cost a billion dollars and take five to ten years. And Trump said, no. Talks to the ambassador to Israel and says, oh, no, we already have a great property in Jerusalem we can use. We can get this ready in four or five months for $150,000. And Trump, well, one is you see, what, that's how government operates. Let's take five or ten years and spend a billion dollars. And second is they, the bureaucracy didn't want to do that. So let's delay, delay, delay. But Trump cut through that. And our embassy was opened in four or five months for a vastly reduced cost to the American taxpayers. Thank you, President Trump. That is a great story and a good nod to end on. This has been the Unite IE radio program. We'll be back next week with more. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.